The Beyond the Ropes podcast is proud to support the Cayenne Prince Foundation. Go to www.thekpf.com to donate or support the foundation on their mission of bringing people together to end violence. Founder, Dr. Mark Prince's best-selling book, The Prince of Peace, is available on Amazon and other major retailers. impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat your children. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes Podcast, it's me, Michael Prime. Joined today, David White, Sean Mansfield, and our very special guest, newly crowned Southern Area Champ, Dean Richardson. Pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for coming back in. It's been a while since we had you in, and you've got a bit more gold this time. And a few more biscuits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for reference, uh, we always have fighters in before they fight, and they sit here shaking, freezing cold because they're starving. <laughs> so we thought today we'll get some nice caramel coffee in. We've got some nice biscuits. Yeah. Dino can just go to town. So if you hear rustling or slurping, and he's dipping the biscuits as well, like, yeah. which is just outrageous. Just cut him some slack, man. Yeah, apologies. Mm. There's camp life and then there's champ life. So. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I feel like that should be a motto for somebody right there. That's what I'm just going to live by now. That's the champ, champ that's, life. That's, that's the Adrian Broner motto, isn't it? He's got champ life. Or the, uh, the tank one. I don't know if you see the pictures of him from the fight at the weekend. No. He's looking like he's he's trying to make cruiserweight man. Mm. <laughs> he is he ain't messing around. Yeah. He wants that Canelo fight out of, <laughs> out of big weight. Desperate. Alright, it's been a while since we've been back in. We've all had our summer holidays now. Uh Dwight's not here today, unfortunately he couldn't make it last minute. But anything interesting of note before we go into boxing? David? Mm. No. No. Sean? No. No. Excellent. This is what we like. <laughs> oh, right. Okay then. So spring it on someone like 10 seconds. What are you up to? Well, you, know, I want, you shouldn't have to rehearse what you've been doing. I don't fuck all. I'm not going to go and like reference check it to make sure you were actually at these places. Yeah. Oh, right. So. Oh, the wedding I went to was good. All right. We, that's an off air conversation. That one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dina, we'll bring you up to speed on that one because it's it's uh, pretty hilarious. Funny. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we'll do, always, we'll start with our purge then. It was Dwight's turn this week, so we'll just we'll blow that away and we'll just let Dino go to town. So we're going to play our little jingle for you because we like this now. And then, uh, yeah, well, I suppose we'll discuss yeah. what it is you want to remove from the world of boxing. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The following is a broadcast announcement. Authorized by Team BTR. Boxing can be dirty and corrupt. We are here to cleanse it. This is the purge. Okay, Dean, I've got to tell. 
Yeah, I don't really, apart from the obvious ones, when you send me through the message. Exactly. I, I try and forewarn people a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you what, don't want what, anything too, too obvious. Of what but everyone had. says it, don't they? Oh, I want to remove PEDs. I want to remove bad decisions. We, we're sort of in favour of drugs in boxing, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going back Not literally. I'll have to send you the recording of that show for it to make sense. But... With the reason we are now, <laughs> we just lost well, our heads. As long as, every, so as, long as everybody knows that it's happening, yeah. Yeah. just go to town. Okay. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> 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 but again, this is that one where we're seeing it. We're not it, doing it, so. But we're not getting punched in the face, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fair yeah. play. So I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to be cliche, go for the obvious ones, and it did not take me long to find out what it was. Went onto Instagram, and I think within a few seconds. These Instagram boxes, I want to remove them. Not in the sense of professionals having a good Instagram following. So you're not shooting for Chris Eubank Jr. Is what you're saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the people. He's legitimate, isn't he? he yeah. The IBO is that legitimate? Chris Eubank is a legitimate boxer. I see people that have had one or two white collar fights, and they're making posts like. Can't love, can't love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, it's fight week, all this and all that. And um, I'm not saying don't make a big deal out of it because it's obviously important to them, but in reality, they're probably turning up to a box fit class twice a week mm. and then stepping in there for sparring in front of a couple hundred people. Um, and then <clears throat> after that, they're honestly having discussions about turning pro. 35. At 35. Has <laughs> someone been reading my, my goals for next year? <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly think these people need to be saved from themselves and I think their followers need to be saved as well because they honestly believe that they're they are something. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing seeing people who have quite a big Instagram following because they're apparently boxers but they don't fight. They, I, I they just, few, yeah, they just put stories up and then training and they're coming up with like catchphrases and slogans and and logos and they're like finding quotes on the internet and putting their own logo on it like like the fucking Einstein or something like wow. you're not going to go down in history <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to be on because you're not fighting <laughs> see this is an interesting one right I like that but I, I know and Padman as well, so I want to throw that in there. Oh, um, who do all of the work? Oh yeah, pad, all, all, all these Padmen as well. They all look good, and then all of a sudden they think that they've got a a valid opinion. But if he, if if you get a boxer, and he employs you as a coach, and he's getting beat up for eight out of ten rounds, you ain't gonna know what to say to him for the next two rounds, what to do, are you? That was quite a specific example you gave there. No, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they might be able to throw combinations, but they don't know what advice to give in, yeah. in that situation. Because mm. a lot of them don't have no experience. They just... Picked up Probably Google, YouTube, uh, probably YouTube boxing mitt drills and just work on it, and then yeah. all of a sudden think they've got a valid opinion on how fighters should fight and yeah yeah do you know I hadn't thought of the Padman I'm surprised that hasn't come up before because it's one of those ones it looks it looks marvellous it? it looks lovely it's like, like someone like, like a freestyle footballer oh, yeah embarrassing. but I suppose oh, you guys you know when you watch it you're like well, what's this 
because you see different opinions like some people say it's excellent it teaches memory mm. or, or like reflexes and stuff and other uh, guys are just like well, this is it's a waste of time mm. what are you doing you're not learning anything you're not doing that inner fight like when do you get to go pat 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 get mm. tapped on the shoulder duck but I, I suppose the movements it, well muscle muscle memory and stuff like that is it handy for that no because the muscle <laughs> memory you're learning no. is not a fight situation Right, well, there you go. So, yeah, then I'd agree with him and go, yeah, shit. <laughs> I think, but you're spot on, though. That's the sort of stuff it's good for getting views and getting shares and retweets and stuff, but does it benefit you as a fighter? Mm. Probably not. Yeah. It depends if, like, if that's what you're after as a fighter. Like you say, you know, because let's be honest, a lot of Instagram, Twitter, all of these like social media things, if you're busy on them, it will talk you into a fight people will start following you and if you've got quite a snazzy little video of you doing 20-30 seconds of like really quick da, 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 and all this people are going to go oh wow and these people like that I'm talking about these Instagram boxes they spend so much time and effort in trying to make people think that they know what they're doing mm. and what they're talking about and they try to carry themselves a certain way where all that time and effort should be being put into actually <coughs> learning yeah. the craft of boxing yeah yeah and it's, it's I would say it's not long until they get found out but they don't 90% of the time don't even step into a ring to get found out yeah mm. there's quite a few but is uh, it just for attention then but I, I've got quite a few of those what's on the BTR Instagram account and you see it like I said they've got huge following some of them like thousands and then you see I've never even seen them they'll put up a post and it'll be liked by a lot of other boxers as well because obviously they're in and around gyms every so often or whatever so mm. they know people or they're, they're followed by people but like you said it'll always be fight coming soon or this is happening soon but nothing ever happens mm. and it's, I've, I've got quite a few of those and you, you, you kind of watch them because you think oh maybe they're going to make a debut or they might even some of them got promotional deals but they, they or not sorry management deals mm. but they just don't fight mm. Just, I'll show you some examples I, afterwards but, yeah. and you see and things you see them at shows as well you see them in the audience and I'm like I recognise this guy I know some that don't they just don't put themselves around boxing mm. oh, like they're not actually <laughs> they don't ever sort of speak about current fights or anything but as soon as they're going for a run or something they're it's in the stories they're so filming themselves fucking 12 months screaming hard work dedication mm. Or what? <laughs> it's, it's a good one. So I mean, you were saying that, like, obviously their following need to. Um, I wouldn't even say they're part of boxing, but I would like to see them drop boxing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, purge it from them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sorry for the rustling. That's all right. So, what saying, <laughs> so the, sorry, these people, like, well, they're, so they're imitating people who. It's not even so much imitating. It's more that they are. I mean, that example there—that's like someone imitating Floyd Mayweather, his sayings and all that. Mm. And what is it they they think they just they're, they're, they're not, not actually putting in I don't know, I think they just try to fool people and um, mm. put out this image of they are they're working hard and they're copying what Mayweather does so they are going to be the next big thing and yeah. put everyone commenting like so it is but it, your but time it, soon and like <laughs> so it is fooling people then it, well if there's no fight at the end of it then yeah yeah but this is what I was gonna say it's like. When you said like their following need to obviously like look after them and say right stop this sort of thing, but I see a lot of promoters as well that they actively encourage this because obviously they can go on to be good ticket sellers. 
whether or not they're going to be good fighters or not is completely irrelevant. Mm. But like we've been to some shows before, mm. and you see some of the guys getting ring and they've got a huge following, and yeah, they are yeah. dreadful. Like, yeah. And you know that, like it's the example you've given that like they might have had one or two like white collars or they've done a, a bit of boxing somewhere, and then they've had a profile and it's like, yeah, they've probably done two hundred or tickets, so it, it it's covered yeah. what they were supposed to do. So who in that situation, who's who's kind of to blame? Because obviously they're just sitting there thinking, well, I can do this. Should the promoters be taking it at that point and going, right, well, I'm not going to encourage this? Promoters are to promote. Since it's a strange one, so it's one of those ones where they're all after. It's like nobody, should, no one's going to really take responsibility for stopping that, and it's that. I think people actually think that social media is a legitimate form of. I don't know if the word respect or. Mm-hmm. Or what, but you know when on, say, Instagram stories, you can do these questions on there? Yeah. So, it might, certain people might say this. They'd be like, oh, how long have you been boxing? It's like, oh, eight months now. It's like, huh? Yeah. And, and people, because they do have a following, people, yeah, seem to think... They buy into it straight away. That they're, they're an expert. It's like, how do I get better at this? It's like, well, you know, if you stick at it and do this, and do it's like you haven't been in the game long enough to say stick at it because you haven't stuck at it long enough. <laughs> you haven't been in it long enough to yes. have stuck at it. Yeah, yeah, it, that's what I'd like to remove. It must be really frustrating for fighters like you, though, who obviously been in the game for many it's, years. You, you've learned your craft. Humorous, in a way. It's cringy in a way. Mm. Um, is it frustrating? No. But you just don't like seeing these people get Do you, recognition, mm-hmm. even though it's not from people within the game. It's yeah, just the fact that very, it's almost very like delusional. Fans. Very delusional. Yeah, who's, who's from the guy away from real boxing? Who's yeah. the guy that used to hang around with David Hay, the nightclub owner? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's a prick. Oh, <laughs> he, Say what you fight? really, really think. <laughs> when I was in state of mind, he wanted to fight someone, and he come down and sparred one of the white collar boys who. He done, done a bit of white collar, like, you know, like, in. So you got white collar, like, you might just go in, have a white collar, like, then you, there actually is, like, a bit of a white collar circuit, isn't it? Yeah. So he's been around in that, whatever, but he was old. He, he got old, he was older. Mm. Probably, like, mid 30s. And he could whack a bit. And he's. Oh, what's his name? Fucking that geezer. Um, that we're talking about. Fournier. Yeah, yeah. He come down, like, all rounded, winning stuff, all this and all that, got in there. And my mate pinged him. Like, whoa, 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 it's only sparring. Like, um, and you just got a pro license. He's like, yeah, 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 but I can't. It's only sparring. And then he, he was talking about um, fighting someone. And I actually tried to get Barry, my old trainer. I'd be like, oh, I'll take the fight. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. And he, I think he had a lot of fights in um, Bahamas mm. or something crazy like that. And found out afterwards that the fights didn't even take place. Like, it, he just paid money for it to go on the record. And yeah. Yeah. Those ones that Shannon Briggs has in like Tijuana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. comes back after a week off Steaming. and he's got six fights on his record. So, oh, all right, been busy. And then, yeah, he goes on social media following and calls out Callum Smith. Yeah, he. So I think that's like the ultimate example of somebody who's had a couple of fights, mm. obviously built a bit of a following. But his, his following was completely unrelated to boxing. Mm. Do you know what it is as well, though? People that do, I'm not saying IFL do it, but people that do do interviews out there. They will give this guy the time and yeah. attention because they know people will now click yep. 
to watch their videos yeah. because they've heard, oh, this guy's calling out cameras to me if he's a nightclub owner and he's a prick. Yeah, yeah. See, I remember. Yeah, um, them people are to blame as well. Yeah. It's just social media. I think I'm about to remove social media from boxing. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, that would be a hell it of a be the worst. It? it wouldn't be the worst thing. Cause certain things you just like, really, like, we have to, like, you, we follow so many boxes and some, some you just genuinely would love to actually speak to because some of the stuff they tweet is like, hmm, that's a good point. And then you've got like the garbage that comes out of other people and you're like, oh my God. And this geezer's got, oh yeah, he's got 32,000 followers and 32,000 people are just listening to talk a bullshit story about yeah. bang this geezer up at sparring. Yeah. Brilliant, mate, well done. Yeah, because I'm not like a big social media person. I'm not like, say, Anthony Fowler. Constantly on it. Everything up, <coughs> like posts every day. Hashtag CBD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just normally put one or two posts up a week if I'm training. More just to like get attention out there that I'm fighting. Yeah. Obviously, uh, ticket sales and that. Um, yeah. Well, if I'm doing something interesting, like when I went to New York for the AJ fight, yeah. like obviously it just drums up a bit of attention for you. That's it. It engages people. That, if they're following they're people, they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. like what you're doing is an actual genuine thing to like, like when benefit you got, your career just yeah, to exactly. promote, promote exactly. myself in the fight really <clears throat> exactly and no, I have had like people that I don't even know like contact me through social media mm. and buy tickets mm. but I'm not someone that sits there and thinks oh, what can I post now like, yeah well, well, people to try and make like half a career out of social media mm. I couldn't do that <laughs> so how do you feel then based on what you've purged about uh we probably won't be able to talk about this now you've posted it after this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the KSI and Logan Paul thing. Ugh. Bearing um, in mind that Eddie Hearn's <clears throat> promoting it and you've got world-class fighters on the undercard. Yeah, I think Eddie Hearn should have more respect for boxing itself because that fight, <clears throat> their first fight was not a professional thing and it sold out in Manchester Arena. Yeah. So they did not lack money. Yeah. And they've done it pretty much off their own backs but they've done it within their own industry and their own world and now Eddie Hearn I think is disrespecting his own industry and his own world by putting two what would you call them what you, you now? Would yeah, even though they've got a professional licence what would you call them you've got Eddie, Eddie Hearn no, no amateur fights well yeah and Devin Haney yeah oh fuck yeah. didn't know that yeah, yeah. boy man yeah, so I'm that's two. He didn't see it in his blog entries. There's going to be a few more. Power note, and what is I haven't heard his reasonings or justifications for it. And it's bizarre because he ripped that first fight to shit, saying it's a disgrace. Well, he's saying it's just the profile that comes of it is going to be beneficial for the fighters on the undercard. Oh, who? Billy Joe Saunders. But, and Devin Haney, who, but two big. Well, Devin Haney obviously still grew up rising, but Billy Joe's there. And let's be honest, right? I, I'm a. In terms of fighting, I'm a Billy Joe fan. Mm. If you're trying to turn people onto boxing who wouldn't the people that are tuning into that are not generally boxing fans they are no. social media kids. fans gamers are they, they going to watch a Billy Joe Saunders fight and be like fucking oh yeah this is amazing I love boxing oh no they're not going to appreciate do you think unless, it, unless it was someone like Wilder I think if, if you put in out. the right fight you, I think I can see the reason like I said if you had a Wilder fight yeah, it's not going to be like people start boxing because they've seen Ben versus McClellan yeah. and they was hooked mm. it's, that's exactly my point if you get the right fighters maybe <clears> but it's, it's not it's, it's not. not being built like that at all 
No, no one's no. like, you know, there's a very f- small margin of people that are going to watch Billy Joe Saunders and think, this is outstanding, I want to do that, or I yeah. want to see more of this. There's the purists, like I said, I was going to watch it and think, technically, he's amazing, I, I could watch this a lot. Yeah, yeah. But if you're coming into it and you just watch, you're waiting for so the, the Logan Paul fight, you're where, not gonna, where is you're it? Not it's watch in America. A 12th, Staples Center. Staples Center. So you think there's going to be, what, 20 odd thousand people there? Let's say 12,000 of them are going to be kids? Yeah. Under under yeah. under eight. No, in Manchester, it was like it was like probably mainly under yeah. fifteen, sixteen. But even when Fury got Man. Wilder, a genuine heavyweight title fight, <coughs> yeah. that struggled to sell. Mm. Mm. I think they struggled to do nine thousand tickets. Didn't yeah. They? So mad, Billy Joe it? Saunders and Devin Haney were yeah. the card of um, KSI. I'd say less than twelve thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think Eddie Hearn I'm, I'm with you I, I don't see why he's had to get involved when it was going to happen with or without, with or without him. him Yeah, and I don't think it's anything to do with boxing this is just the zone it's not like it? him now broadcasting yeah. uh, Josh Taylor's next fight Yeah, mm. which you can be like oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah that's a good like, shot like, that's, yeah. that's, that's mm. very good yeah nah <laughs> no. nah so not a fan then no I can't, I can't see no. many I think it's I can't terrible. see many it's, if it's, it's got Skybox off it's over yeah is it I box office? Of course it, yes. of course it will oh, be. Yeah. Mate, no, but it will be because people will pay for it, wouldn't they? Will they? Well, people did, did on YouTube, do? I suppose. Didn't you pay for it? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. No, I don't know if I paid for it. I think you uh, did. I don't think so. Uh, I think you no, did. I didn't. I, I might don't have. Know. I, I just want to say you def- did. I can't definitely say I did. I can just look down so at you. So you should be embarrassed about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Did you pay I'm, for I'm, it? I'm I'm it. Five, yeah. it? It was ah. I think I did, yeah. You're part of my plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out. Get out. Tuesday night. Sean's not going to be here next week. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, like dust. no one's watching this. No one's going to get into boxing because they're not watching it because there's a bo- like. It's, it's because two there's two uh, in their the world, they're celebrities. Do you know what I mean? If we got two... Some boxers might start YouTube channels though off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. But I'd say if you got like... To, to those people who are going to be watching that, they're just two celebrities to them. It's not boxing. It could be. Yeah, they're not watching. It I mean, because you get of the art. Two arts, you could the, get two actors fighting each other. It's just like you watch get all exactly. comic relief where they used to have like literally two. Like, yeah, yeah, Ricky yeah. Gervais will in it. Those sort of guys. Yeah, yeah. you watch it because it's Wayne interesting. Bridge. It's an interesting event, but you don't watch it and think I want to see that again. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a bit of a Fenton. I think it was was it Martin Fearbold from New Age, and he did the he worked it out that Fenton was like better than Ali if he worked back to who's beaten who. Mm. And I love that. I'm gonna have to try and find that and dig it There's out. There's a again. few going on, weren't there? Like Dave Allen. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? Always better than. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So, so as as Billy Joe Saunders then and Devin Haney, how do they feel? Like, would you go on the undercard? Oh, they're, they're just. They're I think he's getting paid. This is it. Yeah, yeah, money talks, isn't it? Billy Joe thinks it's my first fight under Matcham. Be my first fight in America. I'm probably getting paid a lot of money. I don't think Eddie Hearn will come out and say he, he might do actually but he's no probably thinking there's not oh, long look. there's not long to it's actually thing and he hasn't got an opponent yet so he's just thinking well, I'm going to get paid shitloads of money and I ain't going to have a well it doesn't, it doesn't have to it doesn't, they don't even have to spend do much money on the opponent they? no, no that's what I'm saying they, he they was thinking about someone weren't they uh, an opponent no I haven't, oh. I haven't seen them I'm sure I heard like whispers about who they were looking at trying to get I can't think now who it was no. If it comes back to your shout because I, I love know, it. I know when you're talking about whispers about, where um, people have heard. Yeah. They're talking um, about a Canelo fight in May, aren't they? Yeah. That'd be decent. 
But Canelo would have already lost a couple of them. How's mm. he going to come down from there? Was he going, he's going up to no 175. No, he, he's just going to be a walking neck. He walks around at like he's 250 <laughs> anyway, so there's no way about Canelo. Right? He's, he's fine. Yeah, whatever whatever much, fight he has, he has as to much Mexican meat as he is. wants. He'll be fine. He boils down to any weight. Doesn't matter. Canelo weight. Yeah, he boils <laughs> down to any weight. If he was fighting, he's, at his own Henry, division. he's boiling down. Yeah. They've even changed the rules from now, haven't they? They don't even show you the actual weigh-in anymore. Yeah. So it's like... That's it. Yeah, we did the weigh-in. Bang on, as usual. He was yeah, yeah, well, 16. <laughs> he was perfect. Yeah. Spot on. He's on the button. Oh, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember. All right, well... Angulo, so, that, that could be a good little... Uh, yeah. Good little one after his win over Peter Cullen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That'd be interesting, actually. Right, so... To close it out, then, so are we purging social media... From, from boxing or Instagram boxers slash padmen. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to say. Oh, I don't know. We can't I'll, talk about it after you've I'll done think, it. Yeah. <laughs> again. I think it's good in the sense <laughs> for promoting yourself, but I'm going to say when people abuse boxing through social media. So that. Yeah. All right. So and they're not sit, sitting on the fence. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they tried to build themselves up through boxing when they couldn't be anything further away from an actual boxer. That's yeah, fair enough. Or coach. It's fair enough. But it like really doesn't help though, does it? When you've got the biggest promoter in the country putting on a show with fully these endorsing it. Yeah. Yeah. There is that pay per view. Like, like we've been talking for a while. Like Eddie Hearn's running out of pay per view stars. Like how's he's just he gone and found some. Like what is going on? He just, yeah. Who, thought, oh, who's he's... famous and I can <laughs> bang got it they've all had a fight it was shit <laughs> but they had 30 odd thousand subscribers yeah. and the channel and whatever yeah. if we turn around and said proceeds go to charity I wouldn't have a problem with it but yeah it's lining everyone's pocket <laughs> off from something that's getting them another like roll in it it's disrespecting <laughs> the, the sport if you look at it like that but why, yeah, why yeah. have they I don't understand why they've agreed to it when they could have stuck it on YouTube and all their fans would have paid for it directly without a TV yeah. deal I would, I would imagine it's, it's Obviously, the zone money is there, yeah. and that platform needs it needs a boost, doesn't it? <laughs> so they they've probably gone all out. That like, we'll take care of all of the logistical stuff. You just got to train, turn up, and fight. Yeah, a lot of this I mean, Logan Paul's got a lot of Shannon Briggs is his trainer. Yeah. Oh. Did you see the press conference? I haven't I haven't watched the I, press conference. I can confirm I didn't watch the press conference, but I've seen it. <laughs> but, but I read the transcript, so I know. Oh, <laughs> I was there taking notes. Yeah, it was awful. I'm not. I'm not entertaining it. Like, Again, I, I, I always say it's fair play to anyone who's doing something successfully and like making a living out of it. But I, even when I just listen to KSI, I just hear his voice and I'm like, "Fuck! I can't listen to. He sounds so stupid." Yeah. Ooh. But he's obviously all not. the noises. But he's it? obviously not. It's obviously no, a very, he's he's multi, he went to private school. He's he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I just think I can't. I can't even buy into this as something that I could enjoy watching. Mm. And yeah. as for Logan Paul, there's just. Just no just, just a wrong There's <laughs> just no there. Just a wrong in but, books. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and that was an interesting one. That took nearly half an hour. Mm. That was I like that, yeah. That yeah. was a decent one. So, and you've normally, saved us normally, talking about that. Normally we do the purge and sort of like, yeah, I agree. So <laughs> that's done. <laughs> we've, had on. some, we've had some good ones, we've had some bizarre ones. Yeah, Bruce Buffer never coming back. Michael Buffer, me. And Michael. Oh, no, I like Michael, don't purge him. He's, he's gone. He's gone. Sorry, he's gone. <laughs> he's still on the intro. Months ago, he's, he's still, still on the intro. Yeah, he's still yeah. But 
Yeah. Not for long. I can't even remember why we voted. We just, oh, it's because we old buff no, will have, but new buff is just sold out. Guy, you know? Listen, he's been on every, he's done everything. He's done a podcast with Mike Tyson, that hot box. Oh yeah. And he was saying about fights in the past. He had it down to like the date. And the month. So what you're yeah. saying is uh, he's like a white Spencer Fira. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he could be, yeah. I like that. I think Dave when he purged him, it was more. No, he's on thing, too many shows. It's it was just sold out. He's not even yeah, him down too yeah, slightly. Yeah. yeah, it's when you see his Twitter and he's talking about Scotty Boy Quig. Like, <laughs> My best mate. Come on, man. He does put out some strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like leave. Just borderline tweets, don't he? Me and Coyle fighting with Meg Hill. What did he say? My boy, my boy Coyle fighting Meeks. <laughs> See, David's forgetting what we spoke about off here and what we're talking about on here. So no oh, one's going to yeah. understand that Tommy Coyle and Meek Mill have got beef now. Oh shit, yeah. Oh well, now it. Boom, there you go. Heard it here first. Yeah, so you have to find Dino, and next time you see him at a show, just go and ask him to explain the story about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tommy Coyle. That's in some big, ma- big mad Paddy running past him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, all right, yeah, so that's in, that's been purged, that's in there with uh, a lot buffer. We put box rec in there. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of box rec. I use it every day, but I'm sick of it. Ring girls? No, no, we didn't, we didn't purge ring girls. I, oh, purged, ring girls. I purged, I, ring, I purged no, attractive, attractive women, women at the boxing. Attractive women at the boxing. I like, and I, I'll well, own this one. a distraction? Or? No, 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 because that's, it's, it's more for my safety. So I said, when you sit there in the audience, and you're sitting there and you, there's no attractive woman in that boxing who is not there as either the partner of a fighter <laughs> or a trainer, somebody who's likely to punch you in the face. Okay. And not me specifically, mm. but I mean anybody. So it's just yeah, just don't bother. Yeah. But then we. Just, just don't, but then don't it was it was a bit of a grey area because it's like who's the judge? As the people are walking in, suddenly it's like eh, no, Security no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Your dress is too you're short. You're all right, love. You're all right, love. You're all right. It's a bit harsh. Jeans but, only, uh, love. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, alright, so that yeah, that's purged. Um, okay, uh boxing from the weekend. There was a very important fight for yourself. There was. Spencer's a pull Nah, so come on, you've picked up your is this uh, would this be your is your first title? It is, yes. It is. Um It is my first title. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a follow up. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> My, well, going going, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first. It's, it's, um, it's not my second. <laughs> I was. I'm now off the ground. I have a follow up question, yeah, but he said it is my first. But and I was like, oh, well, guess, guess there's more. Then, <laughs> first and then, and then, we're going back to that. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, that's it. Um, so I mean, it's a, a great knockout. The, the video has been doing the, the rounds on social media. Um, social so, media, great, great. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, yeah. Not, he's not an Instagram boxer. Nobody's seen that knockout because so it's, it's, it's gone from social media now. <laughs> no, so. He's fine. He's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, tell us. Obviously, we speak to you before your fight. Camp went well. I know it was a dead yeah. question, but how's it been for you? Yeah, we um, camp went really well. They really did. <laughs> now, since I've been with Gary, literally every camp has. I haven't had any complaints. Um, yeah. The knowledge that the team has, um, being in the gym we are, BXR, there's so many different people from so many different uh, fields. Um, so they looked at how I was training, while I was training, tweaked a few things. I used to pick up injuries all the time. Now if I do, it's not to the point where I can't train. Um, 
Yeah, more specifically for this camp. Obviously, we come off the back of training for a 10 rounder in June <coughs> for the eliminator with Nathan Graham. Yeah. And 10 days before the fight, he pulled out due to personal reasons with his family. Excuse me. Um, and <coughs> Goodman basically said to the board, like, it's too late to get a replacement opponent. Can you put Dean forward for the Southern Areas? No, it's his fault that the fight's not going ahead. They basically said, yeah, I boxed some Russian geezer. I love that. Just some Russian geezer. Russian <laughs> <laughs> geezer, who was a bit of a nutter. Um, stopped him in the fourth round. And yeah, they put me forward for the Southern Area. Um, we asked a few people for the fight. And look, they all said no, apart from Nathan. So our original fight was rescheduled for the belt so it was good in the sense that I just trained for a 10 rounder against Nathan and then gone straight back into another camp training for the same opponent like I'd looked at him and had an idea of what he'd do and then gone into this fight and a bit more time to look at him again and yeah we really me and Gary like asking I'm always watching videos whether it's of my opponents old fighters could be random fights as well. I'm always looking at things to pick up and we'll talk about it and work on it and make it specific <clears throat> for for our game plan. And with Nathan, I realised that most of the time when he had his success, he likes to bounce on his toes just out of range and <coughs> jump in with a jab or right hand over the top. It'd always be single shots. And I'd been working on trying to really make my front hand a lot more dominant, like dictate the fight. So yeah. like a Klitschko or Andre Ward, I thought there's no way he's gonna have success on the outside, especially with single shots. And I realized that in, in close, he, he stands very tall and he lets his hands go, but he don't really have much head movement. So what I said to Gary was, I think that if I could just get a shot off, get my head out of the way, come back with another shot, get my head out of the way, I'm just going to punch in between his punches. And I think if he wants to come in close, it'll just be an early night. Yeah. So yeah, the first time he comes rushing in, I tried to step back, walk him onto a right hook, but he did to end up on his back. So then me working on having a dominant front hand, I was able to get in position where I could throw a hook. And what I've done when I threw the hook, I threw it so I could get the weight into my back leg, dip and then come back to the left hand. But that setup hook, I just felt it catch his chin and then I just saw his head go flying past my shoulder and I, I knew it had a bit of an effect, <laughs> to be honest. And then, yeah, I walked to the corner, turned around and he was on his front and I remember just thinking, fucking hell, that come out of nowhere. I thought I, I, thought I was going to stop him, but I thought it would take probably between five and six rounds. So then, yeah, when it happened so early that what I'd been working on and what I thought would happen because it happened the first time it sort of gave me the confidence of being able to read a fight and come up with a game plan and execute it really and yeah we just worked on it so much that it was just muscle memory that I didn't even realise I threw the shot until it hit him on the jaw so yeah no it was a satisfying win so the change in camps obviously been extremely beneficial yeah. to you you would say then yeah <laughs> yeah that was good um, 
I think I just fell out of love with boxing um, at my old gym. I'm not saying anything negative towards yeah. Barry and his gym at all. Just me personally, I think I fell out of love with it. Just needed a change of scene. Needed a change of scene, and uh, I know Dion, know it from the amateurs. And I was actually in the change room with Dion and Gary. Can't remember what fight it was, but I just sort of like their energy, the way they went about things. And excuse me, when I did split with Barry, he was the first person I approached, and yeah, yeah. And that was that. I didn't speak to anyone else, and yeah, I'm so happy I'm where I am. It happens in all walks of life, though, doesn't it? You get some people where, it, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a problem that you split with somebody. You sometimes you just need yeah some fresh impetus to just keep, to keep yeah, things going yeah I went a bit a bit stale a bit um, just the way I was approaching it yeah wasn't what it should have been but I, like I said I can fully appreciate it after however many times however many years or whatever it is you're training you're going to the same place you're going through the same routine all the time you must sometimes just get to what you just, you just need to break that cycle and yeah. go off and do different things yeah. some boxers change yeah. trainers all the time like we spoke about it before, like Amir Khan has, has boxed under everybody, mm. Mm. and then you get some people that stay with the same trainer their entire career. There's no right way or wrong way of doing it, is it? It's just whatever, no. whatever suits you in your career. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, how many weeks were you training for that guy across the two camps? How much of the first um, camp was the? So the first camp was ten weeks. Is it ten weeks? Yeah, I think, I think it was ten weeks, and then <coughs> with three weeks to go, we went out to the AJ fight. Uh, done some training in New York um, that broke, broke up a bit mm. come back and then yeah once he got the news he pulled out fought the other geezer um, and then obviously because now I was going from fighting in a 10 round um, yeah. eliminator to a 6 rounder I'm having to pay for the opponent I'm not getting the money anywhere near what I would have been I was a bit pissed off after the fight, waiting to see who I was fighting, what I was fighting for afterwards. So I think, I think I had two weeks at the gym, or maybe three. I think I had two actually. Um, and then yeah, got the news that I was fighting Nathan, and um, yeah, just got straight back into it. So I think it was a, we had about nine nine weeks solid training the second time. So. And was the game plan the same both both camps for him? Yeah, but I think mm. the second one, I really, really believed. Mm. Not that I didn't believe in the game plan before, it was just a lot more specific, i say, but I'd, I'd, I'd never look at someone and be like, right, they're going to do this, then they're going to do that then, and get so tied into what they're going to do and what they're not going to do, because something changes, it throw, throw you out of rhythm and as a boxer I believe one of the most important things is you have to be able to adapt but I looked at his strengths I looked at his weaknesses and I looked at his habits and come up with a game plan around that and yeah you were obviously sure that was going to work yeah do you yeah. feel like that's the sort of approach you would you take up again then what so as in that to, thing? to like kind of specifically look at what people do what traits they have yeah yeah 100% um like I, I knew Nathan, like I said, he'd sort of bounce around out of range and jump him with a right hand. And I also saw that the fighters that he come up against had no head movement. So, 
even if I wasn't in range, I was always moving my head, just trying not to be <coughs> predictable. And my thing was I wanted to pressure him, but not be like a, a comfort boxer. Yeah. I wanted to pressure him into making a mistake of throwing that one single shot from out of range or coming in close and leaving his chin up. Yeah. And I think he lunged in with a body shot. I thought he was going to come over the top. So I slipped inside and went to come back with an uppercut, but he, he went to the body. So I reset myself and then, yeah, I threw the hook to load my back leg, but the flush, yeah. Mm. Presumably, as you go up through the levels, the footage of your opponents is more available for you to be able to train specifically. Yeah, I mean, that Russian it? guy that I had last time, there was nothing. Yeah. Steve said it was the first time they had to go to Russia for an opponent. Um, so there was literally nothing. And in that fight, Gary said, right, the first round, just make him miss, just so we know what he's like. Yeah. And the fucking geezer come tearing out the blocks. He's, yeah, so I wanted to make him miss because he would find some haymakers. Yeah. Yeah, that must be mental, man. When you think about it, if you're just in the other corner, <coughs> not you think, I've got thing. no idea what this guy's gonna do, and he just comes yeah. storming up. Mm. I knew he was five foot seven, and that was it. Gary <laughs> said he's either gonna have his hands up and survive, or he's gonna try and bomb you out. And the referee called us to the center of the ring to shake hands, and he looked at me dead in the eyes, opened his eyes, and he's smiling and nodding at me. I thought, fuck me, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> And he comes flying out. I think he threw like a, a right hook, left hook, right hook, and a fucking move ahead. <laughs> and then, yeah, by the second round, so I just felt comfortable with him and, yeah, just walked him onto a left hand. But, yeah, and then with Nathan, obviously, he was a pretty seasoned pro now. And there, there was yeah, about five or six fights. And, yeah, I, I watched two specifically one versus Nav Mansouri, who I believe was getting outboxed, but then. He, I, I don't think he's very good now. No head movement, nothing. And then just, yeah, in close, Nathan left his chin up, got caught. So I thought, right, I'm going to build on what Nav showed me. And I think against Adil Anwar as well, um, done the same thing. I love that, that you can just, just go to YouTube, you just bang someone's name mm. and mm. you can get a good portion of their career up to literally yeah. analyse it. Mm. But unfortunately now, a lot more on my fight. Exactly, yeah. What do you do? But, but don't worry, no, because yeah. social media's gone now, so <laughs> it's time. Is YouTube social media? Ah, oh, it is now. Okay. YouTube has, yeah, it does stories now on YouTube, doesn't it? Like, if you go and, oh, does if it? you subscribe to the channel, they can do, you can get stories. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked now. So yeah, that's gone. Don't worry about it. No one can see okay, your fights anymore. If they want to see dinner, they have to come <laughs> and get a ticket from you. Know? Also, so don't believe everything Mike says. <laughs> Um, quickly, just because we have to uh, flip onto the other side of um, recording in a second, what are your thoughts on um, small hall shows being streamed? Um, Obviously, as someone that doesn't, yeah. you don't really have struggle to sell like tickets. Or no, anything I, like that, I, I so do quite a few tickets. I think in the weekend, I know it's a title fight. I, I heard you did very well. Yeah, um, normally at York Hall, I probably do around. 150 depending on the time of year yeah or whatever I mean in the occasion but I know how Steve Goodman feels he says I'll never live stream a fight because that will give the ticket buyers an incentive not to buy it yeah, um, yeah. and obviously people listening at home might be oh well, that's really tired but Small fighters. No, but it's just what it's your life. It's how you make your money. Like I, I, like I can honestly say, I never sell tickets with the thought of I want your money. 
like this is how you're paying me it's honestly not I just want people there like creating a good atmosphere having a good night out and yeah just they're supporting me really yeah. like, I, I, it's really not about the money I suppose it makes a difference if you if you're in a settled kind of career point in your life so remember when we had um, we had Jordan in from uh, Portobello PR yes a good while ago and he was telling us about some guys that they turn over and they, they're full time straight away they, they won't have a job so literally everything is hinged on them selling enough tickets and fighting week in week mm. as, as often as they can just I think that comes across though in fights as well you can you can tell um, if they are selling tickets uh, money orientated yeah. I, I think I think it is very very obvious and yeah like I said it's, it's really not a, a money thing for me I just think it's yeah, I don't know. It's so like you know they're coming to support me. It's like I like, I like having them there. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. So, yeah. It's like the thirteenth man on the football pitch. You get, you get you enough crowd yeah. behind you. It feels no, like they they can't have good like everyone. Like, they says it's good. Oh. Yeah, thirteenth man. That's good. Yeah, I like that one. 